Good afternoon, this is Ian Clayton, Wisdom Zeko, a podcast by Origin Gate. So great to be back with you again today. I'm just going to kind of pick up where we started and finished off in the last session. When Yahweh set us in, as lights in the firmament of heaven to give our light to the earth, excuse me, um, outside we have a beautiful bird, one of the native New Zealand birds singing, so you can't shut it out from the recording, so um, you'll just have to listen to my voice while the bird sings in the background. Um, Anyway, so when Yahweh set the um, lights of the firmament of heaven to give light to the earth, divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, days and years. I want to look into this dividing thing between day and night. I covered a little bit of it in the last session, but I really didn't get into the full measure of what it really means to divide the, um, the, the day and the night. One of the key components with regards to night, as I said before in the last session, it's not got nothing to do with about the demonic world or that which is corrupt. That darkness there is the mysteries held in abeyance, things that were never yet um, manifested or able to be revealed yet, either because of timing or because we are not mature enough to be able to handle the responsibility for what Yahweh is wanting to instigate here within creation through us. And so there is a veil between the light and darkness, between the day and night. There's actually four veils that exist between those four. We have a light and darkness at the top, and then we have day and night at the bottom. And, and it's so amazing how you and I as, as beings, how we end up going to sleep at night, when really I think that is um, a mark of the fall, when really the nighttime should have been a place of rest where we were then able to, through that place of rest, engage with the mysteries of Yahweh that were encapsulated in darkness with one goal only, and that is to bring them into the glorious light of his kingdom so that then we could bring them to the earth and manifest them physically here on the earth. It's fascinating to me as I've thought more and more and more regarding the functionality of the way that we as a being gave our light to the earth um, and, and even that role of giving our light to the earth and, and what is in the record. Because if you look at the way that, that Yahweh did this, Yahweh said, let there be light, and then he saw the light and the light was good. And of course, everything that we find in creation comes out of what he saw himself. And so what we find is that when, when Yahweh speaks and releases and observes himself and what he's doing, and, and he, because he is the light and he is the light, seeing the light from light then becomes a reflection of the very thing that he's now observing of himself that he put out there. And I know that's a mouthful. However, we, we are literally doing the same thing as illumination of the heavens. We give our light to the earth. Why? Remember, Adam was not in the earth until after the fall. So our role was to be preoccupied with creating matter on the face of the earth. This is what I believe, that as a illuminary, as a spirit being, a being that has chosen to engage in creation and sit in the doorway of creation like that and give our light to the earth to be able to create matter and substance. I've often wondered how we get the record of creating this around us you know as a child we grow up and of course you can do all the teachings you like about the the new and pathways and the development of the memory and how it all works and how you measure again the present against the past experience and how what, what you what you then measure it against becomes a permanent memory as long as you've got something to measure it against and then very slowly you frame it out and also the genetic side of all of this where your genetics remembers your parents 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 everything that that they did inside the genetics, everything that they did in remembrance of what they created, the whole process, the pattern of that, 
we've absorbed all that as a being, as a physical being inside the womb of the mother, when the seed lineage of our mother and father join together. And so what we have is the genetic encoding of the capacity to frame up reality in this framework that we see here. We must remember that the physical world is not real. It's real to us. It's real because we have a physical body in it. But actually, there's very little substance in the physical world that is around us. And so the reason when you scientifically look at that, if they were to collapse down um, to form what actually exists in matter for the earth itself would actually only be about the size of a soccer ball. So something so big, the matter that exists in it is about the size of a soccer ball when it's contained down into, into the smallest part. And so really there's not a lot of matter, but there is a lot of matter because the matter really matters. No, I just thought that was funny. But I, 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 want, I want you to understand that when we were giving our light to the earth, it was so that we could see in the light and just like Yahweh, observe what was in the light and then bring it into the framework of the record of what it is now. And so we get born with that record of creating the substance around us. And so it literally becomes second nature for us to create. And we create all the time. I don't know whether you understand this, but we are creating matter all the time by simply... Um, <laughs> How would I describe this? I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. But by simply just looking, the, of course, the light collapses down from a wavelength to photon particles the moment it feels your intent. And then from, from photon particles, we then are then able, or pieces of light, we're then able to coalesce those lights together to frame up the physical world that is around us. And this is, the, to me, the most amazing thing that we do as a being. We don't even realize we do. We create every day. Every single thing that we see, that we observe, we create its existence by observing it. Um, I know it's, again, a, a, a mouthful, but it's just important for us to recognize this. When we, when we look um, in the scripture here, that Yahweh set them to be lights in the firmament of heaven and to divide the day from the night, and to let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And so the division of day and night, day is the place where the revealing of Yahweh, the record of that which was kept in abeyance and in mystery, now has the opportunity to be made real and come out in the light. The next next four ensuing things to me are really, really interesting. Because it goes, they, so let me read this for you. The day for the night, and let them move for signs and seasons, days and years. I want you to have a look at these four very specifically because it's important that we recognize a ring of power that Yahweh has given us to be able to facilitate administration as a priest and as a son of his here in creation. So I'd often have people say to me, Ian, I. Um, you know, I'm in the real, real doldrum season of my life. And it's just such a journey to get, you know, to get on into what I need to be doing. And I would often look at them and just say to them, just change your season. Like, we, if we've been given dominion over um, times and seasons, days and years, move your season. So if you move the season, then you move the time you live in. If you move the time you live in, you move the day that you're functioning in. If you move the day that you're living in, you move the year that you're living in. So instead of being numbered by the passage of the sun over our physical body, as as scripture says, well, we are numbered by the, the sun's movement over our body. 
instead of being numbered by that, what we should be subject to is times and seasons, days and years, by our involvement in them and the way that we are supposed to pattern them as a ring of power to sustain and to be able to move everything that is around us, to change our day, to change our season, to change the time I'm living in. You know, so often people say, man, I'm having a real hard time. Well, change the time. If you change the time, you'll change the season. If you change the season, you'll change the day. If you change the day, you'll change the year. And so, so it's, these, it's this process for me that is so important when we look into what we are as a spirit being. And the power, like, like I, I need you to recognize the, the power that is sitting in behind all of this. The way that Yahweh has structured it so that you and I could come and do what we have to, be, what we have to do to frame up this world here. And so it's important that we recognize this. So, so, so a season is a period or dispensation that that is of a particular type. You know, some people say I'm having a hard season, I'm having a great season, I'm having a, you know, a whatever season in their life. You know, they're having a dark season. I, have, I hear people often say to me, I'm having a dark season of my soul. Well, change the season so you're not subject to the thing that's around you like that. It's very, very important that we recognize this process that Yahweh's given us the power to change these things. When it's like a dial on a clock, you move it one and you move it um, concisely, specifically, and you shift the season. I've often found myself moving myself out of the season that I'm sitting in. You know, the season of whatever I'm going through, I'll move the season and I'll shift the dial around. If I am a priest of Yahweh, then I've been given a functional role in this as a son to mediate his presence in creation. And it's and it's really, really important for me as a son also to recognize that when I engage in these things, that Yahweh will do what he's got to do around my life, not just because I'm a son, but because of the basic power he's given us to mediate his presence into everything that is around us i want you to see it goes days and seasons time sorry times and seasons days and years it doesn't say minutes 30 seconds 24 hours i know 24 hours is a day so maybe it says day but it doesn't say minutes and seconds minutes and seconds are a roman thing that was introduced to um to, to Christendom or actually to the earth, really through the Romans to try and keep the timeline of the passage of the sun over the physical world and environment we live in. Really it was to framework the, the numbering of our days so that there will be no opportunity for us to actually be able to live forever unless there was a change inside of us. And, and for me, this is what Yahweh is trying to get at here. So as a, as a spirit being, then, there are some important facets that are unlocked in here. So um, then it's verse 15. Let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two greater lights to rule the day and a lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. So I want you to see here that the stars that Yahweh makes there in Genesis 16 are not the illuminations. Um, that is found in, in Genesis 1 verse 14. So in, so also here, Yahweh made two great lights, a greater light to rule the day and a, and, and rule the day and a lesser light to rule the night. He did not make this, the sun and the moon. 
The moon is not a light. It has no light source of its own. It reflects the light from the sun. Please don't get this mixed up. Um, and, then, and then he made the stars also. So it's really, really interesting. So the lesser light is to be at nighttime. So we have two suns in the sky. What is their job? Their job is so that you and I will engage very specifically with the process to unlock what is unfolding around us with regards to the secrets of Yahweh. So when the lesser light is shining, our role is to be in the mysteries and the secrets of Yahweh, which is really what we call nighttime. When we go to sleep at night, um, I don't ever believe that it was designed that we would actually go to sleep and shut off and not actually do anything or have any encounter or have nothing going on during our night watch. I believe intrinsically that the night watch was specifically um, designated to us as a being so that we could actually engage with his presence to be able to do things that are important where we don't need our physical body to have access and to be able to um, operate as it would do in the physical world around us. And so um, God made two greater lights and then he made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. So all of these things were now set in the heavens to give their light upon the earth. Now remember, this didn't just happen. No, we just read it one verse to the next and we think, oh, this is this is just, um, you know, this is a half a second because we read it that fast. We think this is how fast it happens. You need to know the dispensational time period is a block of time. It's a time, a season, a day, and a year that is necessary or however long it takes for their revelation of what you were carrying here in creation as an illumination, where you were carrying what you saw to reveal it and make it manifest itself. I do believe that we are coming into, um, into a whole new, new timeline. And then the last verse, God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and the night and to divide the light and the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, I want you to see this here, that on this day when Yahweh did all these things, there was some stuff in there that was so fascinating regarding our function as a son, what we saw and what we beheld and what we are able to remember, and what we will be walking our way through in the next ensuing um, chapters we do here on Wisdom's Echo. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I um, also wish you and bless you with an amazing new year and a Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas, um, and have a fantastic family time. This is Ian Clayton signing off for Wisdom's Echo. Shalom.